nature of the gene. And he said, in fact, that the gene, the unit of inheritance passed from one generation to another, was very, very stable. Whereas most things, most atoms, most assemblies in the physical universe are not stable. And in fact, if you pick up a biochemistry textbook, a college-level book from the 30s or early 40s, you'll discover that there's a lot of skepticism about the notion that the gene actually could be a molecule. Well, Schrodinger argued it had to be a molecule. Watson and Crick took that up. So I think Schrodinger did have important things to say. And in particular, he laid the groundwork for our modern understanding of life as a physical and chemical phenomenon. It's now been nearly 70 years since Erwin Schrodinger's book first appeared, and scientists have a pretty good grasp of the basic chemistry and biology of life. But there is another level of thinking about human life in particular that uh, generates a lot of controversy. Again, Harold Varmus, the Nobel Prize-winning biologist. So where do certain of our properties, like generosity, altruism, come from? What is consciousness? How can the brain actually do the things it does based solely on the properties of, of simple chemicals? James Watson agrees. He says the most profound questions about life may be even harder to answer. Now the big question uh, in front of everyone is how does the human brain operate? How can we store such a colossal amount of information and retrieve it sometimes so quickly? You know, how can you return a tennis ball coming at 130 miles an hour? You know, when we hit the ball, we're not, as before, we're conscious of hitting the ball. So uh, the brain is, I think, when you get close to it, even more remarkable. You know, there's no computer that can do now what the human brain can. That's James Watson, the legendary co-discoverer of the double helix structure of DNA. We also heard from Harold Varmus and Ken Miller. Inside the cell is a tiny double helix. Another fancy word for DNA. Also be a spiral staircase, which could also be a twisted ladder, which could also be a spring. Which could also be a spiral. You ever stop to think about just how amazing life is? Craig Venter has. He's another renowned scientist who once poured over Schrodinger's book What Is Life? Venter says, We're still learning about the miraculous nature of life on Earth. We now have uh, discovered a large number of organisms on our planet that can take huge doses of ionizing radiation. It can be totally desiccated, exist in a vacuum, but once it finds water, that organism can rehydrate and repair all the damage that's done and start replicating again. We have organisms that exist in such strong acid or base, if I put my finger in it, my finger would dissolve instantly but we have bacteria that live in those conditions. I think the world record for temperature right now thus far on our planet is a bacteria that lives at our, an archaea at a, on the order of 120 degrees centigrade. Water boils at 100 degrees centigrade. Craig Venter is widely regarded as one of science's leading innovators, and he's not afraid to butt heads with the scientific establishment. In fact, he competed with the federal government's own human genome project to be the first to map our genome. Venter is also at the forefront of efforts to create life from scratch. In May of 2010, he became the first scientist to create a synthetic life form. 
While his research team didn't actually create life in a test tube, they came as close as anyone has so far. Steve Paulson wanted to know what drives Craig Venter. You are typically described as a maverick scientist with a big ego and a confrontational style. And of course, you, you famously chose to compete with the huge government program to sequence the human genome. What would you say motivates you as a scientist? Well, scientific discovery is certainly the number one thing that motivates me. I got turned on early to science and found no greater thrill in life than making new scientific discoveries, adding to the knowledge pool, understanding our own lives, understanding our universe around us, trying to recognize how finite life is, something I learned in Vietnam from seeing a large number of young men my age and younger killed there. I felt I came out of Vietnam with a unique gift that...